The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Greetings, dear stars. Welcome. This is Sharita Star. It's the Sharita Star and Power Hour. Thank you for being here. And good day. Good evening. Good afternoon. Wherever you are listening from in the world on Mind Body Spirit FM, it's time to get empowered, dear stars. Welcome to episode 10. So today, we're going to be connecting the planetary dots of astrology and numerology as our consciousness friends. And I thought this might be a kind of like a let's take a break episode. (laughs) And again, in continuing to build the go-to collection, uh because we did take our last two episodes and focus upon uh, the 2022's finale forecast, what you need to know. And we looked at, in the last episode, the American Pluto return, which is, you know, nothing short of intense if you're understanding what's, what's, what's currently happening in America. So I, I, I don't need to continue to tell anybody how hot and intense it is out there. Um, and it doesn't really matter, again, how, where you're looking at it from or how you're looking at it. You, you, you can see it's intense. So go back to the 2022's finale forecast. And, and that's going to explain to you exactly why this energy is so intense for not only the country, but the planet. And the last episode of American's Pluto Return, which is over a three-year time span, um, what you need to know about that. And we do have Direct Hit 3 coming up in December. Check out that episode. Be prepared. We'll see what happens. But again, I thought we would take a break for this episode. And... Just kind of get back into how to tap into our consciousness. And so that, that means we're going to be taking a look at ourselves and and how astrology and numerology deeply connect. And uh, we're going to dive into these planetary dots. Um, and I'll get into all that. And I'm sure you've heard me if, if this is not the first time you're joining me. Uh, and if it is, uh, you, you can go back to all the way in the beginning and um, understand how my specialty is connecting astrology and numerology together. I do not read them separately. I always read them side by side. So you can learn all about how I do what I do uh, in back episodes. And today we're going to, you know, again, continue this journey of, of explaining how all this stuff works. And First off, before we dive in, I want to thank everyone for their feedback uh, on these, especially these last two episodes. People are really uh, reaching out and letting me know about, uh, they're so grateful to hear all this information. And and, um, again, we're going to take a break today from trying to talk about all this current energy, but people are happy to hear in affirmation. wow, I'm not crazy or, or God, I, I thought it was just me. And, you know, so I, I thank you very much everyone for, you know, letting me know. Some people have been like, you know, just sending me an email or, or posting on social media or sending me a text if you're that connected. Um, and I, I'm very grateful for that. The, the one thing I, I would like to encourage people to do, uh, as we <clears throat> just spoke about and, and let you know was an opportunity, is a new, it's a new thing. 
that our fearless leaders, Diane and Tina of Mind, Body, Spirit FM, have uh, allowed our listeners to be able to connect with our hosts. And it's it, this is something on the mobile app. Um, so if you have your smartphone, are they really smart anymore? I still am asking myself that question. Are you? But <laughs> I'm trying to detach from my... Uh, my, my smartphone more and more if I can, but I, I realize people are, you know, they, they're so accustomed to that little computer <laughs> at this point. Uh, I always say if we use it consciously, it, it's not a bad thing. Or if we use it mindfully, it's not a bad thing. Just don't let the smartphone smart, outsmart you, right? So on your smartphone, you, if you are able, if you're uh, listening to this podcast on your smartphone, you have the ability uh, on the app itself, on the Mind, Body, Spirit app that you're listening to this through, it is, it, it's a function on it called open mic. And so basically you, you can find that, um, you, you find that on the on the icon. It's an open mic icon. It's at the bottom of the screen. And you open that up. And then you, you're going to be able to record a message. 30 seconds. And talk to any host. And give them feedback. Or if you would like to ask a question. Etc. Um, and I encourage people. <clears throat> I, I just love that Diane and Tina have done this because it's it's such a great way to allow us to become connected more so, and you know really you know understand what our audience is, um, you know, looking for, asking for, or what doesn't make sense. Um, and I, and I know, hey, I, I I'm I'm unwinding and unpacking a lot of complicated information nine times out of 10. So I certainly don't expect you to absorb it all and digest it and go, oh yeah, Sharita, I gotcha. Gotcha 110%. So I always encourage people to reach out with questions. Um, and if you are, again, on that smartphone and you're working uh, with listening to these podcasts or any of our host uh, wonderful podcasts, that we, if you are listening to anything on Mind, Body, Spirit FM, you know that there's a plethora of wonderful uh, quality programming, uh, podcast programming to choose from. But you know, reach out to our hosts and 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 you know, let them know what you're thinking um, in 30 seconds or less. <laughs> we want to hear from you, so check that out. Open mic, get involved. Become part of a show. Have fun with us. That's what this is all about. So, again, what I wanted to do today is is kind of create another like kind of go to episode so that this is something people can reference uh, when it comes to understanding the connectivity of astrology to numerology. And I, I, I said it's all about connecting the planetary dots of them both as our consciousness friends. And, you know, that's, that's really what I do. And, and, you know, I close off every show. And if, again, thank you for listening. If you're joining us for the first time, uh, I close off every show with never compromise living consciously. I, I've done that for years on my previous uh, Empowerscopes podcast as well. And... Uh, you know, working with astrology, working with numerology, and a lot of you also know, as I've done other episodes on um, concerning lexigrams, which is the power of words and how we can spell out the truth. Uh, these are all divination tools that help us gain consciousness because they are allowing us insight into ourselves, insight into others insight into our business, into a country, into any, anything with a point of initiation. And it's allowing us to understand what this connectivity is and what the natural energy we can expect. And of course, in the polarity of life, it, it can go one way or another. And depending on the point of somebody coming at us consciously, 
or unconsciously what we could expect. And that's typically, you know, in the quantum, when you tie in law of attraction, you know, you, you can get contrast in your life and, and that's teaching you what you don't know. Or, or it's teaching you, excuse me, it's teaching you what you don't want. Your contrast is always showing up to teach you what you don't want if you can look at it consciously. So, pardon me. It is, you know, uh, again, not to touch upon current cycles, but we are in this Mars retrograde in Gemini right now, and it is twisting everybody's communication. So, you know, if my tongue is not 100% today, uh, it is what it is sometimes, you know, and your, 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 um, forecasting practitioner is is not always excused as as uh, much as I am a human just like the rest of anybody else uh I understand the cycles doesn't mean I don't make mistakes I'm not perfect who is that's 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 the funnier part so if there's any sound barriers today or anything weird <laughs> my deepest apologies <laughs> in advance so onward Onward from current events. Let's not talk about this Mars retrograde, shall we? Let's not talk about any of these cycles. Let's talk about just how astrology and numerology are deeply connected today. All right. I don't know about you, but it, it's exhausting, is it not? Are you not exhausted at this point? I know I am. I need extra rest. I need some extra meditation. And I, I know... I, we all need extra breathing uh, practices. There's this energy is really accelerated. It's it's intense. So um, today I wanted to take a nice break and just have a good, gentle conversation, and hopefully educate people with consciousness at the same time. So what most people I I think don't. People who have any understanding about astrology, they, they obviously get the gist that astrology is a way that we are looking at planets and we're looking at the movement of those planets through the 12 zodiac signs. You know, pe people know about the horoscope in the newspaper, which, you know, I, it's not my biggest go-to of, you know, getting accurate information. I mean, it's probably some form of something in that generality there, but it's, I'm not the biggest fan of horoscopes. I, I, I write them, but I write them very differently from how you see them in that classic way that they've been presented over the years. I, I really try to work with them on a much more that's a little bit of a deeper level, I, I believe, which I think sometimes it might go over certain people's heads, but th that's okay. You know, I, I, I go very deep with the, with this work. I, I'm not a surface astrologer. I don't rainbow and unicorn it. You know, I, I see it for what it is. And sometimes it's very serious. And, you know, sometimes there's like these beautiful moments of grace we can have in our life. But so astrology, everybody seems to understand from the get-go, okay, that's that's about the planets. Okay, yeah, that's what all the planets are doing, something up there and this and that. I know I'm an Aries or I, I know I'm a Libra. I, I know I'm this, I know I'm that. But they don't maybe understand, oh, wow, you have all these other planets that were in a position in the Zodiac the day you were born. Which, of course, encompasses your natal chart, whole nine yards. But what a lot of people don't know about when you're trying to pull in the understanding of numerology is they don't realize that the numerology is guided by the same planets. Ah, voila. So that's why, and how I was taught how to do this work, you cannot analyze or interpret anything without looking at them side by side. So when, when I'm doing anything with any kind of analysis, I'm, I'm using, uh, I'm pulling it all together in this connectivity. And so what we're going to talk about today is this, con is, is that it's the backbone of the planets is the common ground that is channeling through whether you're looking at things from an astrological standpoint 
or you're looking at things from a numerology standpoint. You're understanding that it's it's a planet that is giving you the insight, giving you the information, and then it's it's shaping itself differently because it's in this number or it's in this sign, so on and so forth. However, that particularly falls out. And and this is where I kind of uh years back I I got this uh nickname when I uh, had started establishing, because I started, when I started doing this work, I was, um, well, I guess you could say I started doing the work when I was seven, because I I, I started to be very interested in astrology when I was that young, although I had no idea what that meant at the time, but I was, I remembered everybody's birthdays. I read the horoscope in that newspaper and, um, I was very interested in it and I, I constantly wanted to know somebody's birthday. So I would like read everybody's horoscope I knew in, in, in the newspaper because I wanted to know what all my friends were up to. <laughs> but when I, when I got much more mature and this work kind of landed in my and I, 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 I've always said it landed in my lap. I didn't, didn't go looking for it. I, it was something I was very interested in, as I just explained, but it wasn't something that I, uh, that I thought I was going to actually make a living at and, and let, let alone, you know, help people with. So nevertheless, I got this nickname over the years called Psychic of the Planets because I used to do these parties down in, in when I was started. I started my business truly uh, when I was living, still living down in Manhattan in New York City. And I I started just, I invented a way that I could do readings at parties and I could do on the spot reads. So I don't need to know anything except you sit down with me and you tell me the day and the month you're born and off we go. And people got so utterly fascinated with how could I possibly know what I could tell them from the day and the month they're born. I mean, people were blown out. They were like, you're spooky. Like <laughs> I have had all kinds of interesting things said to me. Uh, and so that's where this psychic of the planets came from because, uh, I'm like, well, all that, but all I'm doing is I'm channeling a planet. So when when I see your birthday from just the day and the month, I know what sun sign you are. I know what karmic path you're on. And I understand the blending of those two things. So that's blending your astrology and numerology. And then I can spin on a dime because I'm really good at math. Uh, I'm a math geek. I've said that too. I could spin, I know where you are in that nine-year cycle in a heartbeat because it's just the way my mind works. So I could tell them, oh, wow, well, you know, five years ago, da-da-da-da-da, this happened, da-da-da, and here you are now, and this is what's going on, this is the current experience, so this is what you can expect, and this is where you're going. And they would be like, how do you know all this from my day and month of birth? Like, don't you need, like, all the rest of it? I'm like, well, I, I can do that, too. So that's... All this is, is channeling planets. That's really what we're doing here. It's just channeling the energy of a planet through numbers, through signs. And that's, that's all this is about. Uh, And that's all I can explain to you uh, is, is how, how, how this works. So we're going to start at the center and if you've had personal readings with me, you've seen the wheel that I have invented uh, with this that I'm in the midst of kind of probably revamping in a different way to probably maybe put up on a different app uh, and have it available and so that it, it's a wheel where the middle wheel is the natural order of the zodiac. You have the planets that sit in the middle of it and then on the outside is the connectivity of the numbers. And then it's all interactive and, and you can, you know, explore and check it out. 
I did have it on my website, but it's not working properly at the moment. So it's something that needs to be fixed. <laughs> you know, it's retrograde time. So it's time to fix things. It's time to go back and revisit, reorganize. So what I'm going to do today is talk. We're just going to run through from the center. From, sun, from the sun. And we're going to go all the way out to Pluto. We're just going to talk planets. And we're just going to brief who each planet guides between the connectivity of astrology and numerology and just, you know, have an organic conversation of how everything is connected. So we have the sun is obviously in the middle. Everybody understands that part. Uh, if you have any context to astro uh, astronomy. So the sun is the, they always say the sun is the glue of the universe. So, our, our sun is known as, you know, quote, the life force planet. It is the beginning. It is the center. It's fixed fire energy. Very organized. It's very managerial. It's, you know, it has, it, and, and the sun is always about the heart space too. Big time heart space planet. Anybody guided by the sun, if your heart isn't into it, you're probably not going to feel great about it. And and equally, the sun, sun-guided people have to watch their heart in, in their lifetime as well. It's, it's an area of the body they, that they want to be mindful of. So the heart is very connected to the sun. Uh, and as we're, you know, the sun, as we're looking at who it guides, it guides Leos. So any sun sign Leo, that's late July through late August and any one vibration. So whether you're born to the first, the 10th, the 19th, 28th of any given month, or you're on a one life path, or you're in a one personal year cycle, you're, you are being looked over and guided by the energy of, of, of the sun. So when you're in a one personal year, what we do, we take, and again, my unique way of doing it, you're going to know you're in a year of initiation, a year of new beginnings, a year of it's starting over. You're, you're, you're beginning a brand new nine year chapter in your life. And then you are going to take where the sun is in your life all year in your zodiac, in your current transits in your natal chart from looking at it from the zodiac perspective. And that's the true focus of your forecast for that one year is what is the sun doing in your chart? So that's how you cross-reference. That's how I cross-reference it. I don't know anybody else who does that. I don't know anybody else who forecasts like I do. If there is, well, I haven't met him yet, and I hope when I do, we'll have a really great conversation. <laughs> but that is just something that I literally came up with on my, I mean, I didn't read that in a book. It's just something that was told to me. This is how you read. This is how you can give people very, you know, it, it, and, and it works. Uh, I've been doing forecasting for 20 years and, and, and it resonates with people. They keep coming back for more, which I'm always very grateful for. So we have, uh, moving on out. We're going to move on to the moon and of course we're going to, we're going to change the mood haha, completely because that's one of the things the the moon is about. It's it, it's a moody it's a moody thing. It's all about feelings, emotions, sensations, our perceptions, our gut reactions, instincts. You know anything relating to our emotional sensitivity that what we call the emotional bank account of life deals with the home, our domesticated matters, anything relating to nurturing, nurturing, uh, nourishing, nurturing our food, family, environment, like our comforting, comfort stuff, chicken soup for the soul stuff, you know, we just like, just the moon is, 
And of course, the moon is as a planet, it doesn't have its own light. It, it just reflects, as we know, that of the sun. So it's it 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 is a it is a reflective vessel. Um as we're looking at it. So and what's also very fascinating is that in astrology, the, the planet of the moon in your chart, it represents your feelings and your emotions. And what does the word emotion spell out in the truth? It spells out ties to moon. <laughs> I just always loved that. I was like, oh my God, this is great. These lexagrams, they never quit. They never quit. I'm telling you, you have to go back to the episode, The Power of Words, that I did. It was in my, the it was a three-part like law of attraction. I did that back like towards the summertime. And uh, I mean, when when you get into the, when you get hooked on, on understanding how you can spell out the truth from lexagrams, was, I swear to God, you'll never be bored again for the rest of your life. Never be bored again. So the moon in our guidance, it will, it rules over the sun sign of cancer. So that is uh, late June. It's the beginning of summer solstice, um, leads us off into summer or winter if you're on the opposite side of the world. But, um, and it also guides two vibrations, any, any two energy. So someone born to the, the 2nd, the 11th, the 20th, or the 29th of any given month, or if you have a two life path or you're in a two personal year cycle of any kind, um, you will be guided by the moon. And so all, any new moon and any full moon, especially if you're in a... Uh, a two personal year cycle, they're, they're going to be like extra sensitive for you during that year's time, especially the eclipses that come about in pairs twice a year. And if you are a lunar person or if you are a cancer, you, you tend to be a lot more sensitive when it is a new or a full moon because, you know, it's, it's, hey, it's your planet. <laughs> you get a little more lit up like a light bulb than other people. Um, because you're really tuned into that, you know, very, very, in, you know, very intuitive types again, from the gut, the gut reactions. So, and of course in a, in a two year in your life, you're also going to be watering the seeds that you just planted the year before back in the, if it's new, it's for you time. And what do you do that through? You you do it through pretty much whatever emotional experiences show up because there's typically pretty heavy, some form of a heavy emotional experience that, that will surface in the life experience in, a, in any given two-person year. But e even twos overall or cancers, they have quite sensitive lives. I mean, the, the, they're not here to be um, harsh and, you know, nasty. Um, only when they don't really have a good grip on their emotions do they they emotionally react to things versus respond. And, and that's just something that they're here to learn about and grow in their, you know, soul evolution throughout the life. So that's, that's the moon. That's what the moon does. Cool, fun things. Now we're going to move on out to Mr. Mercury. You know, our favorite guy, Mr. Mercury, who, who retrogrades a lot. You can check him out in Mastering Mercury Retrograde episode. I think I did that in the beginning of August. Uh, that's everything you ever need to know about a Mercury retrograde. It's the do's and the don'ts. It's a standard go-to episode um, to check all that out. And we also touch upon Venus and, and Mars in that when they retrograde as well. Just a couple of extra tidbits there. But Mercury is our mover and shaker. You know, he's known as the messenger in the, you know, it, you know, obviously we could do a whole nother episode about how the planets work with all the mythology and, and, and there's like, you know, um, 
there's so much rich context and all of that if you want to get into those fun connected dots. But today we're just going to keep it to the astrology and numerology side of things. But, you know, Mercury is the messenger. He's the winged, you know, he's like the winged feet. You know, he's he's bringing information here and there and everywhere. He's communicating. Everything's about thought, logic, analysis, you know, cleverness, all our ideas, everything that's coming through our thought patterns, the knowledge, information, our facts, you know, the news, anything dealing with technology and inventing things and, and, and anything that's moving and grooving. Um, he has guidance over travel, short-term, short-term travel and cars, especially, but also, you know, like things that move in shorter distances than something like a plane. And, and we'll talk about who, who's got more of a gist over that. Um, and, and then more of a, as we move out in the orbits here. So Mercury guides all of these things. And that, and that is why when, when you check out the Mastering Mercury Retrograde episode, you'll find out why all those things are very offset when he's retrograde. So you got to go check out that episode to learn about all that. And um, as you'll learn about in the uh, 2022 finale, we're going to be closing 2022 under a Mercury Retrograde. So that you need to have a heads up for too. So Mercury is in charge of our sign of Gemini, which is an air sign, communicating sign, mutable sign. It's a sign. It comes at the end of May and will close off our spring season, gets us ready for change. And also guides over Virgos, who are our another communicating sign, but it's an earth sign. And it pulls us into the end of summer. So we're getting ready to change out of summer. So, and Mercury also guides the five in numerology. So whether you're born to the, to the fifth, you're born to the 14th or the 23rd of any given month, or you have a five life path, or you're in a five personal year cycle, you are always working with these concepts of movement, change, what's going on with information. Um, things are blossoming in some way, shape, or form. Uh, permanent changes. Things are leveraging, going through all of these different types of experiences. So Mercury will not bore you. Let's put it that way. If anything, Mercury people are... They, they're they always the types of people that tell me they can't meditate <laughs> because they can't shut their head up. That's what they tell me. And I say, all you got to do is just keep breathing. Just focus on your breath. You don't need to empty your brain cells. Just focus on your breath. Just find a focus for your breath. I, I, I challenge anybody who tells, who says, I can't meditate. It's like, just breathe. Just focus on your breathing. Don't worry about mastering the meditation right off the bat. Just focus on your breathing. Start there. Keep it simple. Because what's so funny about Mercury people is that they love, because they got so much going on up there. They, they want to complicate it, right? So, so, so they even want to complicate meditating. <laughs> And it's just supposed to be a simple thing. <laughs> it doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to think too much. Don't think too much. Just breathe. Just breathe. Just breathe. That's all we all have to do nowadays is just breathe. All right. So moving on from breathing, we're going to move on to Venus. So Venus is our next... She's such a gentle planet. We just love her existence. She's all about, you know, beauty, love. She's she's just about harmony and balance. And, you know, she guides our partnerships. She's about diplomacy and consideration. She's always about cooperating and finding balance and anything having to do with justice, fairness. She just wants it to be pleasurable, pretty, 
attractive, romantic, comforting, sensual. She wants everything to be soft and graceful. I mean, she is just like, let's just have it be nice. I just want nice. I want no arguing. You're not arguing. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not here to argue. Venus, like, truly wants to settle disputes and, and, and just calm it all down. And she's so, I just like want to soak it up, you know? So Venus is in charge of Taurus, which is a fixed earth sign, uh, that it gets us rooted into spring, grounded into spring every April moving through May. And she also has guidance over Libras, which is our entrance into autumn. So it's the beginning of the autumn season. It's the leadership sign that leads us into the fall season, autumn season. And both of the signs are all about the print, these, these principles in their own way. Libra is a little more intellectual than and I'd say Tauruses aren't intellectual, but the Tauruses are just more security oriented and they're very practical and they're, they're, they're earthy, they're grounded. And, and the Libras are about like justice and, and, and let's, 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 they're always found like, you know, slapping the gavel and, um, working things out. So Libras are, the, you know, the, the, the ultimate relationship sign. And, um, and then Venus also has ownership over sixes. So anybody born to the sixth, the 15th or the 24th of any given month will also be a six vibration. And equally they, if you're in a six personal year or life path, you're, that's all six guidance. So that will be, Venus will be your channel. And what's lovely about Venus is like, especially when you're looking at like a a personal year cycle, for example, she is the, she follows Mercury's like, whoa, what happened to my life over the past year? Cause everything's different now. Everything changed. Everything's permanently different. So she comes in and she's like, okay, we're going to balance all this back out and we're going to smooth out the edges of your life. And we're going to make sure, you know, as I'm moving around your, your entire Zodiac wheel for the year, I'm going to make sure every area gets a little hello. Um, except when I retrograde, if I happen to retrograde in your sixth year, I'm sorry. (laughs) Because she will spend a little extra time in one area of your life if she's going to retrograde. But typically she gets all the way back around in one year's time uh, during any given average year. All right. So Mr. Mars is next uh, as we move on out a little further. And he is a lot different than Venus. (laughs) He's going to, Mars is like, um, by the way, I'm retrograde right now. She's not supposed to keep talking about current events, but I'm just going to remind you that it's Mars retrograde October 30th through the 12th of January in 2023. So check out 2022's finale forecast. You'll learn all about me and what I'm up to under this time frame. It's fun. Jam-packed full of action, lots of energy, but exhausting energy at that. So Mars is, uh, he does everything with a bit of a, a lot of force behind it. He He's not going to be gentle. He's not going to be uh, light and fluffy. He's all about taking action, a lot of impulse. Um, he's very driving, driving, driving force. Uh, sometimes he gets a little violent. He gets very destructive. He can cause accidents. He's just because it, it, that's when everything's just going too fast and there's no awareness and it's just too rapid. 
or there's just so much anger and argument and aggression going on that it just gets out of control. So, so Mars has got to watch it on that level. You know, he's also the planet that, you know, he guides over the military, you know, guides over all explosiveness, excitement, adventures, sports, any kind of competition, sharp objects, um, you know, all of these types of things that uh, are very, well, you got to be a little delicate. <laughs> Well, you have to have awareness if you're utilizing any of those things and, um, you know, be a, a little more precise and, and, and just patient. Mars doesn't have a lot of patience, but the, really the way to work with Mars ideally is to pull out the courage and, you know, pull out the strength of that kill him with kindness, even if aggression came towards you. And that's really that warrior presence that is so delicious to see people execute in life and, and practice. And, and Mars is also very pioneering, very, very, you know, all of these principles, um, are the positive way of dealing with Mars. So Mars has ownership over Aries. So Aries deal with all of these, these concepts in their life. Um, they're very headfirst into things. They're the first sign of the Zodiac. So they're, they're leading fire and off they go. But what's interesting when, when, when you relate Mars to the numbers, Mars is the nine. So Mars, while Aries leads the Zodiac off and starts it, starts off the whole process when, when you're looking at Mars from a numerological perspective, it is the number that ends everything, which is the nine. It's the finalizer. So nines are anyone born on the ninth of the month, the 18th or the 27th. And of course that would apply to being a life path and, or a personal year span, a personal year cycle, which you would notice that the nine energy is going to be a little different than how the Aries is operating through how Mars is working, but nine is going to wrap everything up. Um, and, and Aries sometimes gets a kind of a thwarty reputation sometimes that they start things and they never finish it. Like they have a lot of started projects, but they don't, it's like, I always use the analogy of, 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 um, for describe Aries when, when they just need to like kind of get their focus a little better is like, they have to know that they're, they're like the match igniters. Like that's what they do. They strike up fire all the time and, and that's a great thing. But what they do is if they're, if they don't get that match to like a wick so that it can have a steady burn, that's why they don't finish anything. Cause the match just burns out too quickly. It exhausts itself. Whereas when you're looking at Mars from the numerological guidance, the nines are like, well, I'm determined to finish. I got to get this done. So your nine personal year is going to do the same thing. It's like, it's going to clear out things, going to finalize, conclude, get things out of your way. And, and nines have the, the karmic paths. And even on a life path, it works similarly, but when you're done with something, you're just done and, and they don't go back. Like once it's over, once the experience, if, if something has happened with, with nines, they typically don't go back. It's when it's done, it's done. And, and they, they get it over with and then they move on to the next thing. So, um, we, that's, Kind of a, like an interesting thing with the difference of Mars between the sign and and the number because it's a, a little bit of a different kind of understanding. So I just find that interesting about Mars. All right, I'm going to move on out to Jupiter. Jovial Jupiter, I like to call him. Jupiter, like Venus, is just like another like kind of like happy planet you can't live without. Um <laughs> Jupiter is fun. He, he, you know, he is our, he is our planet of growth and wisdom and, you know, really contagious enthusiasm, very positive. Like we always say Jupiter 
energy is glass. The glass is half full. It's not half empty. It always finds a great way to look at something, even in a, it's the worst situation on the planet. Jupiter's going to go, but hey, look at this. Oh, look at this. But, but look at what you could be grateful for. Look at where you can put your generosity. Where Here's where you can put your benevolence and your goodwill. And, and, and Jupiter's like, hey, but, but this is still here. Let's not forget this. So, so Jupiter's wonderful for, for that. It, it allows us to really see our blessings and, 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 and work to, really with honesty as well and truth. Jupiter as well is big truth, truth bomb planet. And it's the truth bomb planet, so to speak. And um, Jupiter also is like kind of that energy of you're in the right place at the right time. You you seemingly have good luck and good fortune, and it, it is known for that. And and what's on the flip side of of Jupiter is it also rules gambling, so it can kind of get a little excessive if it wants to. Jupiter's mutable fire, so. When you have fire and you don't have control over it, you know how that can obviously not be a good thing. So so Jupiter needs to always contain its fire and and make sure that it's 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 been it, you know the fire is burning at a moderate level. It's not burning over the top or scalding things and it's not in a way that it has so much blind faith that it, like the, you know how like you can be overly optimistic and you just kind of miss a lot of things that that's Jupiter energy. And it's all really at the end of the day, it's because the, 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 the person or however the Jupiter is channeling is that there's, n- there's not a willingness to be reachable and teachable and nobody's learning anything because Jupiter is all about soaking up more things to learn about. Jupiter loves being a student. It just loves it. It doesn't want to stop. And that's why it also guides over long-term travel journeys. Jupiter is all over the planet. It's about foreign affairs. It's it's global connectivity. It's it's everything about like connecting our cultures and loving the fact that we are all different, but we are able to hang out and and we're able to get together. So Jupiter is in charge of your Sagittarius, which is our mutable sign that is getting us out of the fall and getting us ready for change. Fire sign, of course. And our threes. So anybody born to the third of the month, the 12th, the 21st, or the 30th. And of course, life path, personal year cycle. So you're going to go through a lot of learning and growth in a three-personal year and develop what you've built in the last two years. So you start to see the growth. You start to see a lift out of the, especially coming out of a two-year, when you're in a three-year, you are, um, you know, really kind of... um, recuperating from you know well kind of a little of the that emotional heavy lifting that that you did in your two year that was probably some form of healing so onward to Saturn he gets back into the heaviness but without a planet of discipline and structure where would we all be you have to have discipline and structure in your life don't you so that's who's what's that's what Saturn he's here for. He's all about being practical. He's about being grounded. Worst case scenario, Saturn puts limitations and restrictions on things, but it's nothing, you know, if you look at Saturn the right way, it is more of the fact that he is like a father and a good father trying to tell you the right thing. You got to have discipline. You have to have accountability in your life or where will you be? So that's what Saturn is about. And and the reason why he gets like this whole karmic justice title is because it's when people are not being accountable or they're so entitled under his guidance 
that that's when it's like, well, okay. Well, if you're not going to learn from the experience, I'm going to throw a little karma, karma your way. And and that's really what Saturn's up to. Because Saturn's like, I ain't joking around. I don't have time for that. Do it the right way or don't bother. And that's Saturn. And you're going to see that through your, your sign of Capricorn, who are the worker bees of the Zodiac. They never stop. They are so ambitious. They just go, go, go. They need to, they always need to balance a little fun in the life most of the time. And then your eights. So anyone born to the eighth of the month, the 17th or the 26th will all have the same channel of Saturn. And of course, if you're in an eight personal year, which is the year of the harvest, uh, that we spoke about in, um, the last two episodes as well concerning America. America is in an eight personal year right now as a nation. That's also up on my Patreon, accepting accountability in America. That's something this country is in the midst of doing right now. Oh, I did well. I I didn't talk about current affairs up to Saturn. That was good. (laughs) So... But Saturn is going to, oh, Saturn will always give you rewards, but you got to put the work in. You're never going to get the rewards if you don't work for it with Saturn. That's just, that's just the way it goes. All right. Onward to Neptune. Neptune is our idealistic planet in some ways, but a very intuitive planet, very clairvoyant, psychic really into the unknown. Neptune is the planet that, however it is affecting a person, it's like, this is where like, you don't have to see it to believe it. You just have to sense it. It, So Neptune will accept what it can't see physically. It doesn't need tangible proof. It understands it through like a spiritual kind of way. It also deals with our dreams, you know, this universal love, very empathic, very sympathetic. Um, But also on the worst case scenario, you know, Neptune is very addictive. It it deals with illusions illusions and delusions a lot. So you have to be careful, you know, Neptune has to be careful with getting over the top. But Neptune is typically very talented when it comes to the arts, um, any kind of music, things things along these lines. And Neptune is also very good at the law. Um, but then it also gets into the arts and acting and all that kind of fun stuff too. So it depends um, where the person's you know energy wants to go with it. And um, but most of all, Neptune's quite psychic and understands things very intuitively. And that's where the addictive side comes in, where if a person is is uh, seeing all that and they don't want want it, that's why they they turn to something to turn that off. They, they don't want to see it. And they're afraid of what they're looking at. And they haven't been trained. They haven't been taught how to accept it. So Neptune guides our Pisces, which is the last sign of the Zodiac, wrapping everything up. And it also guides seven vibrations, which is anybody born to the 7th, the 16th of the month, or the 25th. And of course, when you're in a seven personal year, or you're on a seven life path, it is one where you're kind of doing a lot of inner work. You like your solitude, you're working with dream study, but you're, you're on some form of inner healing and, and just working from within and doing a lot of that infamous Wonderful favorite lexagram of mine. You're taking a lot of silent listen time and you're processing a lot and and you're letting go. So that's oh Neptune and how he is. He, she. They're all personified, but I know Neptune still is, even though Pisces is a feminine sign, but I still call, I still call Neptune a he. I don't know why, but anyway, that's just me. Onward to Uranus, and then we've got one more with Pluto. So Uranus is uh, our planet that is all about the reform, all about the breakthrough, all about the unexpected. Sudden changes, 
you know, let's make it original. Let's brainstorm. Let's break it on through to the other side. You know, if it's not broken, we don't care. We want to improve it anyway. That's all about Uranus. Very reform oriented planet, revolutionary planet at that as well. Um, Guides over astrology of all things. Ha ha, check that out. All kinds of technological advances, anything dealing with humanitarian, individual, independence, freedom, all of these wonderful things. And Uranus is also very, it has prophecy in a little bit of a different way than how we understand what we say psychic. It's more, it understands trends and what's coming in the future. Very, very open to that. So Uranus guides over our force and our uh, guides over Aquarius, which is the sign just before Pisces that is fixing us into winter. And so fours are also uh, born to the fourth of the month, 13th, 22nd, or the 31st of any given month. Or you're in a four personal year, and that is your final foundation laying year of your current nine year span where you're about to, you know, you're moving all kinds of obstacles out of the way. You're reinventing your life in some way, shape, or form before you get ready for a lot of major changes coming in the next five years. So onward to Pluto before we will wrap everything up for today's episode. And Pluto is our... We talked a lot about Pluto in the last episode because that is the that was the, the whole topic was the America's Pluto return which is the first time this has ever happened. Go back and check that out. Very important timing for the country right now. We got a lot of things coming up in very intense ways with this cycle in December. So Pluto is our planet of transformation, our planet of death, rebirth, our planet of endings and beginnings. Um, It deals with large-scale resources, any understanding of regeneration. It's a planet that also guides over sexuality, Anything dealing with other people's money, our wealth, our resources, um, big, pure power, our kundalini root chakra source core energy, all these fun things. And so now Pluto guides over Scorpios and, and Scorpios are always contending with major things going on in the life. I mean, I don't know many Scorpios that don't deal with intensities since they were a kid. I mean, they lose someone very significant to them at a young age, typically. Um, you know, they understand that process of, of death and rebirth their whole life. They, they really go through it very strongly. And then Pluto also guides over the zero in numerology. Now, that obviously is not a day of the month you can be born on, but when we, we connect the dots to understanding that Pluto is this regenerative energy, you know, zero is that infinity understanding, and it's just that circular, everything's moving from one thing back to the next, and you have that wealth So if you have a million dollars, a billion dollars, whatever, how many zeros are in that figure? That's wealth. That's Pluto in that, in that energy. So again, check out, um, the last episode, you can learn a lot more about Pluto and what he's all about and, um, take in what's going on in America and how we are moving with this very intense cycle for the very first time in this nation right now. So we are going to be getting ready to say goodbye and let you go for another two weeks. (laughs) And we'll be back. Uh, We got December. We're going to have three episodes coming up in December and, um, be letting you know about what those are all about. I want to focus on uh, what's coming up in 2023 and um, hopefully have a few other cool educational things. 
for you, as always, dear stars. So, as always, I thank you for being here and taking a silent listen to the Sharita Star Empower Hour. Remember to please leave your questions, comments, and feedback via our open mic function on our mobile app or follow up with me via email under my host page. I so look forward to hearing more from you. Until next time, this is Sharita Star from Mind, Body, Spirit, FM. Never compromise, living consciously. Namaste, dear stars. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.